Hello, iGaming Intelligentsia. Before we start today's podcast, here is a message from our sponsors. The iGaming Next podcast is made possible with the support from our sponsors at Pragmatic Solutions, leaders in intelligent platform technology. I've been working with Ashley, Lewis and the guys over at Pragmatic Solutions over the last year. And as the early supporter of this podcast, I cannot recommend them enough. The Pragmatic Solutions Player Account Management Platform is an incredibly powerful technology stack for today's gaming business. Their modern modular platform provides all the core services to power your business and their SaaS licensing model allows you to reduce cost and accelerate your strategic goals. Enterprise technology with decades of operational know-how at scale built in. Upgrade your business to the Pragmatic Solutions PAM platform. Visit www.pragmatic.solutions to arrange a platform demo. This podcast is brought to you by Kalamba Games, where they build the world's most engaging slots. To find out more about their hit titles, promotional tools, and Bullseye Remote Gaming Server, visit kalambagames.com. I have the privilege of being friends with several of the guys over at Kalamba, and they are fantastic. And I'm not saying that to be invited to one of their legendary office pool parties. Um, or maybe I am. In any case, check out kalambagames.com. This podcast is brought to you by sportsbet.io, the leading Bitcoin sportsbook that has redefined the online betting space by combining cutting-edge technology with cryptocurrency expertise and a passion for offering its players with the ultimate fun, fast and fair gaming experience. Go and check it out on sportsbet.io. Future trends, deep insights, industry leaders. This is the iGaming Next podcast with your host, Pierre Lindt. It was uh, uh, our good friend um, Tim Heath that brought us... uh, Together as well, I think, uh, yeah. today in some sense. He actually messaged me before this. Okay, did he? Yeah, yeah, he messaged me. It's like, uh, good, go go good easy, luck. Rags. <laughs> yeah, good, good luck with Ragnar, he said uh, today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, how, how long is it you guys have known each other? I don't know. Pretty much uh, almost 20 years. Yeah, yeah, it's been like that. Probably 20, 2003, 2004, yeah. yeah, 2003, I think. Yeah, yeah, and it was from the poker tables in yeah. Estonia then? Yeah. Like, uh, was it was it called Olympic Casino? No, there was. I think we played at that time more. There was um, what was the name of the casino? Not Astoria Palace, but yeah. Well, we we can go with the Olympic as well because there were two yeah. two places. But there was there was a juicier game in a in a in a, in a smaller casino. Oh, Monte Carlo Casino. Oh, okay. That was in the in the Russian theater, just in the um, like Freedom Square. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The, no, the, the better games. At yeah. the time, we're there. <laughs> well, I, I used to organize the Swedish Poker Championships mm-hmm. in 2006 and 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that, w- that used to be an Olympic, uh, Revel Park yeah, Olympic yeah. Park. That was a proper rundown hotel already by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, they refurbished it uh, mm-hmm. uh, for, for a while as well. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, Prit Pariyama, I remember. Mm-hmm. He was the manager there, like the legendary manager or whatever mm-hmm. of Olympic Park. Yeah, and then he went on to manage Olympic Online, and, yeah. and I think he's now gone from gaming. I, I haven't kept up with him, but uh, yeah, he's he's sort of 
uh, gone from Olympic, and I don't think he's in in gaming that much. But yeah, he was oh, a okay. super nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, many good working relationship with him at the time. Yeah, many funny stories mm-hmm. from uh, from back in the day with Britt and and uh, uh, all the team at at Olympic mm-hmm. Park. They were like uh, they were always uh, like there were a couple of them. Valeri, sorry, Valeri, Valeri. As well, they're, they're, they're a bit of Asian looking, uh, ah, yes, yes, yes. Mongolian or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun. But yeah, so so anyway, uh, Ragnar. I mean, uh, interesting to uh, to have you here. I mean, you're one of those people who. Have been in the industry for probably, I mean, one of the longest stretches out of anyone in this industry. I mean, twenty plus years and yeah, and just so about twenty years. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's been quite the journey. Yeah, and you know, starting from Playtech back in the, mm-hmm. I think you mentioned uh, 2002. Yes. Playtech. Yeah. yeah. And I it mean, was just a very small team by then. I think it was about 30 people at best. So, really? Yes. 30 people at, at uh, Playtech at that time? Well, no, the, the, that was the Estonian development team. Obviously, there was the, oh, the, yeah. the, the, the sort of the senior management team in, in, yeah. in Israel as well. But the sort of the development team, when I started there, was about yeah, just under 30 people. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, so, so 2002, I mean, it'd be interesting to start off with today just to kind of hear, uh, you know, the times at Playtech 2002, mm-hmm. uh, and you were there for a couple of years. like. Um, Can you talk a little bit like uh, you, you you built eye poker back in the day? Like how, how was that uh, journey? Like uh, yeah, it was um, it was like a bizarre coincidence, like mm. most of those things are. So I was I was playing a little bit of poker. I had some prior project management experience, yeah. and Playtech was this brand new company in the in the recruitment market of of Tartu when I was living at the time. Well, actually, I, I come from Tartu. Then um, did a bit of synth in Tallinn, and then was in Tartu again, <laughs> and 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 running to some people that were working in Playtech, and they said, "Yeah, we we've been doing this casino. There are some some random companies for my liking, but at the time I, yeah. I hadn't heard of that were doing all sorts of things in Antigua, in Trinidad, uh, <laughs> the, you know, the, and there is this great new product coming along called poker, <laughs> and 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 we're thinking of doing poker, so we've heard you." you done some poker in the hour. Um, we need to come and work for us. <laughs> okay. So was intriguing enough, so wasn't tied down with anything super important at the time. So decided to take a plunge and 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 and, and learn the wonderful world of online. Yeah. It was yeah, a very, very sort of straight into the deep end. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, and, and like I said, we we talked about this mm. before, but I, I remember Back in the day, in the poker days, mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, eye poker really uh, taking over the poker market at some stage uh, around there, and you obviously kind of built it, uh, or, or were one of the guys who, uh, who pioneered uh, that that platform. Like. Yeah, it was. Um, so it, it was. There were some steep learning curves because obviously when 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 I started, I was I was looking at competition. What what was there actually started playing online for the first time in paradise poker at the time and then there was the, the true oh. poker which was trying to do the the showing of the cards and like a first person view of poker oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. and there was like I, I tried to start play poker and then at, at that time still the the majority of the games pretty much all the games was limit poker there was okay. still like no such thing as no limit poker and tournament poker has just started and then <laughs> at paradise poker there was like 300 players so <laughs> Trying to calculate the rake, how how yeah. it, it all works, and 
and then sort of uh, real, like organically put together a team that was um, was working on it, uh, soldiered on for a while, and then suddenly party poker burst the scene, and then poker went, yeah. and all our our server plans that was out of the. Uh, it's it's changed. Yeah. It's now now not four hundred players. It's it's ten thousand players yeah. and growing every day. Yeah. So it was a bit of back to the drawing board, uh, but eventually yeah, managed to get it live. Yeah, it was yeah it was quite a stressful two years. I, I'd say. I can imagine. Yeah. But it's it's also the fact that um, well, most of the operators at the play at the time at the time were, were strong casino operators. And for them, poker was quite a new thing. They were like, used to the proceeds of of of, of casino, but but uh, they they didn't have any experience in the in the world of poker. So so they were a bit skeptical about the products. Yeah. But um, nevertheless, but I mean, a- at, at some point, in, I th- I would say maybe like around two thousand seven or so, mm-hmm. probably. Um, there were, I mean, major operators that had uh, the bulk of their profit came from poker at that, yeah. that time. You know, not like these days when poker is like one percent of the uh, total revenue or something. But yeah, no, I think uh, I, I can't quote on the numbers, but uh, well, maybe, maybe jumping ahead on your on your questions. But uh, yeah. Yeah, when I when I moved on to micro gaming in the, to the Isle of Man, and obviously Ladbrokes was uh, absolutely huge. Huge. It was. Insane what yeah. they were. Um, like, Douglas like, Rose was the uh, lab works back in the day. Yeah, and then yeah. it was it was insane. Well, like, like proper six-digit daily GGR yeah. numbers, and and not starting with one or or two. Yeah. It was madness. <laughs> yeah, and I, so I used to work for uh, BetSafe back mm-hmm. in the day, Betson, mm-hmm. uh, Betson Group, and uh, I was there. I think 2011 to 2013. And um, at that time was when poker was on the downturn, right? Mm-hmm. And I was in the poker team then as yeah. a VP manager. And I remember the poker team, they were reminiscing about when, you know, the poker team got all the glory. Mm-hmm. Everyone was uh, looking at what the poker team is doing and everything like that. And then at that time, you know, it was only like 5% of the group's revenue or something. Uh, all, all those bad affiliates of the time, the mm. big rakebacks, yeah. mad 60-70% rakeback yeah. deals. Yeah. How, how can you operate a business like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was madness. Like, and I remember we calculated like the top raking players mm-hmm. were well above 100% uh, rakeback at that time. Yeah. yeah, it was just unsustainable, yeah. right? And then the networks, you know, like iPoker, that was the problem as well with the networks that um, they, obviously, the operators were were working within certain constraints mm-hmm. on how much what deals can you make and so on and so yeah. forth uh, so that the um, uh, so that they don't cannibalize from each other right but the problem was obviously that there were so many deals happening under the table mm-hmm. with the, so it was impossible to kind of sustain mm-hmm. the networks uh, as such a... but i think the, the the other downside of this and then this is why i started playing less and less was that you know, with all the tools coming like when people having profiles and everything I think poker somewhere in the process stopped being fun as well mm, yeah. because the, the, so. you know, like, uh, people were playing 20 30 tables uh, with all the help tools uh, built in for them and and, yeah. and, and it, it it went from being a, a fun little game to um, like almost people being bots yeah, uh, yeah. You know. also there were bots but uh, yeah. but People themselves yeah. became bots for the rake back going through all this yeah. and and uh, yeah. yeah exactly and, uh, nowadays it's um, 
uh, you know, I remember, you know, I mean, I'm sure it was the same for you. I mean, when we were playing in the, in the 2000s, it was this feeling that poker is the game that you can't solve. Mm. Um, you know, it's like intuition. It's about being clever and other things. But now poker, no limit mm. hold'em, is a solved game. Yeah. There's a computer who can play poker perfectly, uh, which completely changes the dynamics, of mm. course, in the future of online gaming, because mm. how would you detect that they are bots, you know? Yeah. And also, I think in the time when we were playing, mm. it was more of a fun crowd. Now it's like chess players, yeah. uh, very, very serious people. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the banter element in the table yeah. that used to be <laughs> quite extensive. Yeah. And then, and, 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 yeah. They, yeah, it's well, true. Those yeah. were the days. Those were, those, <laughs> those were the days, Ragnar. Uh, but do you play from time to time still, or? Um, probably, well, obviously, COVID has changed everything. I play mm. a couple of tournaments every year. I play the Estonian Championship. I think I got yeah. the second place in Omaha, and, yeah. and, and I play with my brother at a team event and got the third place. But oh, uh, nice. I, I still enjoy a game of Omaha. But, yeah. uh, but Texas, I, them, um, no. I haven't had probably. Well, in, a, in an office setting with friends, yes, but uh, but yeah. proper, like a cash game or a tournament, I haven't no, no, no. touched in years. No, Omaha, and then, and then you go to like five-card Omaha, yeah, or like is... with two flops, and when you start doing anything, it's hard to go back to Texas Hold'em, I think. <laughs> Even <laughs> though it can get expensive. Yeah, it can get very expensive <laughs> very, very quick. <laughs> no but yeah, so so I mean, you had a stint at Playtech, mm -hmm. obviously kind of like building um, uh, building eye poker, mm -hmm. uh, like legendary poker platform, mm -hmm. and and uh, then from there you found yourself at uh, Micro Gaming, then another yeah. I mean huge uh, poker network as well. Uh, was the focus still poker when you went to uh, Micro Gaming, or yes, poker was a very uh, fast rising vertical. Um, um, there was the Monte Carlo Millions that um, invested a lot of money in that, into that brand, mm. but also, you know, servicing some of the, the bigger brands in the industry, like the Ladbrokes, like like mm. Unibet, like Nordicbet. Yeah. So, so there was some really, really decent sized poker. Yeah. You know, for for a time, even Bet365 was in, in microgaming, yeah. and then they moved over to iPoker, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you move on from the poker department down there, Mercury, and over to sales. Uh, yes, so I, as as poker was in the decline, and 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 then which year was this? I wish I could tell you the exact year, Ish. but um, I think just early two thousand and eleven, twelve-ish. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So I I, I I went through the hard years as well. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I started talking to the people in the business that that um, th there might be other skills that I have. Like I'm, I'm a fluent Russian speaker. Um, mm. um, I think the sales team had used me in in various pitches for for potential new operators to do the sort of the product presentations and and um, deemed me articulate enough uh, for uh, for a role with a, with a sales team. Mm. So, at that time, we were doing virtually no revenue in Eastern Europe, mm. and there there were like a couple of couple of decent sized operations outside there. Like at that some stage, Perry much was doing great in poker, but they also got got killed. And 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 uh, we looked at that there are opportunities in Eastern Europe, but um, nobody has done anything about them. Mm. So. Pretty much, um, I was I was given a free reign between Czech Republic and and, and Kazakhstan to 
try to find as much new deals as possible. <laughs> and and yeah, it's it's it was a very interesting time. Pretty much every week on the road, mm-hmm. and and yeah, I picked up some great little like uh, there was the. One of my first finds was uh, a Jarabit in Georgia, yeah, yeah. and and when I went to their office and I made some great friends there as well. But but uh, nobody could believe when I said I, I've been to the office in Georgia. I've looked in their back office. Uh, they are the largest poker operator in in Georgia. Well, obviously betting was the main business, hmm. but arguably they are slightly bigger than Unibet in poker right now, <laughs> and there was. Must be having a laugh, yeah. and then obviously I had to get a few more people involved, and uh, they were they were at the time they were using some really sh- I wouldn't say shoddy, but um, not the greatest poker software. I think it was Dolara Poker from Italy or something like that. <laughs> I haven't even heard of it. Yeah, uh, or or the, or the same software that uh, Dolara Poker in Italy was using, and then um, built the relationship there, and 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 and, and got the. Poker business over to my cream. It was a it was a very very harsh process, and also also casino as well because they at the time they had only only one or two small um, Eastern European suppliers and and not much. So mm-hmm. it was a, it was a very good deal that that sort of opened up um, a lot for me in the in the sort of uh, world of sales because when when you bring in something that good, people start listening and trusting you more. <laughs> Otherwise, you. Yeah, and then obviously looking at Russia at the time, there was quite a bit of uh, decent-sized operation that were uh, yeah. looking at Russia, um, and then obviously the Eastern European market started opening up. So got a couple of good deals in Serbia, um, huh. etc. So yeah, it was yeah. A, it was an interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a journey. I mean, uh, it's uh, like you've been, you've been part of this industry from uh, like the the days of the Wild West, so to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. And, uh, and, the and the Wild East. Well, not, not, the wild not, the, east. not the Wild East East, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, the Wild East, let's call it. Much, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting way of putting it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then obviously to what it is uh, today, you know, which is like the industry is maturing, uh, you know, there's like the, you know, Playtech being one of them, obviously. Mm-hmm gigantic uh, mm. listed organization with all that it brings you know mm. and uh, so much um, talk about you know the future sustainability of the industry I mean there's so many things that have happened in the industry mm. that uh, have made it kind of grown up uh, mm. and uh, we are standing on the shoulders of you know your work at Playtech and microgaming and so to say um, but then obviously you know from microgaming and I guess this is a little bit why we are here today is uh, you know, through our our good friend uh, Tim, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got in, t- in contact with him. Uh, you known him for a long time, mm-hmm. of course, and and you decided then together to uh, to start one touchdown. Like, how how did that happen? Uh, Tim actually sort of uh, had approached me like for about two years before. Like, mm-hmm. uh, listen, I'm 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 running this great little shop. Or we we are doing this amazing crypto business. Would you <laughs> would you like to come and work with me? And I was like. I'm, I'm quite happy with microgaming. It's it's a very interesting project mm. I'm involved in. Um, I'm just probably not ready yet. Mm. And then um, next year he came back asked the same question, and I still wasn't quite ready yet. <laughs> uh, but then obviously I think you know you you get to a point even even doing that where where you sort of 
the, the leads start to dry up when you have tied up pretty much most of the bigger players mm-hmm. in the Eastern European markets. So well, one day team come and then says, well, I already know. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, one thing led to another and then, well, here we are now with one yeah, touch. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and um, so, so what was the... Uh, What was the idea? Like, why? So, One Touch obviously, game studio focusing on on the mobile games. Like, that's the niche. Like, how, how come? I think some of the things that he was speaking really mm. like um, touched me in a way that that mm. you know, micro gaming is a big organization, and mm. um, well, let's put it this way: anybody that's worked in a big organization knows that everywhere, uh, you know, being, being played tech, being micro, there's quite a bit of red tape. <laughs> and 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 you get to the point where you can't um, realize some of your ideas, mm. and then with with Tim it was uh, much more straightforward. We we talked about what what he wants to achieve, what what my goals are, mm. and um, one touch. And then basically, from my dealings with my prior employers, I also had noticed there are a few gaps in the market that can be filled that they were not looking to fill because obviously for them at the time they were probably bigger fish to fry. Mm. But if you are a small company trying to make a name in the market, um, you can you can do a few things really fast and and, and, and get to the market and, and get the traction. So yeah, doing yeah. Uh, mobile table games was the sort of the first really point of call because everybody else Uh, we're taking the mobile table games in their existing land, mm, right. landscape, squishing it together. Here you go. Here's a mobile game. So we yeah. pretty much were the first ones to do proper mobile table games. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, it uh, didn't stop with this sort of backtrack back around. And we, we looked at uh, some other markets as well. I know that, you know, with my travels in Eastern Europe, Russian poker is a very major game in the Eastern European casinos where they were in in. Uh, Belarus, Georgia, or, or you know, you name the country, Estonia, even uh, mm. um, the most played game, probably. Uh, Revenue-wise, it's a bit less, but because it's a slow game, but it's it's a very heavily played game. Um, we under Bahar for India, so we we just looked at uh, what are the unserviced niches in the market that we can quickly mm. get traction, and and then obviously, obviously getting involved in slots as well, trying to do a, a few things that we felt were missing in the market. Being extremely crypto friendly, being focused right. on uh, on portrait uh, first, like mobile portrait mm-hmm. was most blackjack. Uh, uh, you should be able to play with one hand only, and we had a mode for right-handed players and left-handed players, so you oh, can cool. uh, so you can uh, conveniently play with one thumb only. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the games are that you build. That's what you mean with mobile first. They are built for the purpose of of yeah, portrait, and not the other way around, which is basically um, porting. Uh, the PC friendly games over to mobile, but it's not necessarily the right way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. And um, then obviously, now I know as well through uh, talking to uh, to Tim a lot that uh, um, you guys are also launching uh, this in person casino as well to kind of complement one touch called Bombay Studios, right? Or, Uh, and the live studio that you, mm-hmm. uh, that you're able to to play. Can, uh, can you talk a little bit more about like Bombay Studios as well and how that? Yes, so um, obviously COVID, uh, COVID played an important part in this because um, with, with companies being shut down, with uh, with uh, with various countries implementing rules that that um, stop them being able to have studios, 
Um, we thought last summer that there is actually a niche in the market uh, for a new live dealer uh, provider. Mm-hmm. Um, taking our learnings basically from what we've learned doing mobile table games and, 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 and thinking that we are well, quite good at that. <laughs> and, and, and obviously um, um, bringing a good live environment uh, into this. And with, with Tim building a new land-based casino brand called Bombay Club, Mm. And this is sort of a very, very high-end, um, mm. members-exclusive uh, um, casino with, uh, with, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a very, very nice hotel and, and a couple of nice restaurants attached to it. Yeah. Um, and then we thought that we can actually build a great high-end VIP-orientated uh, live dealer offering on top of it with a, with a conjunction of the, of the entire concept and... Um, and the, and the values of Bombay, what they what they want to represent. So, mm-hmm. uh, started working on the studio concept, starting working on the software concept, needed to bolster up the team quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I think we did the entire live dealer setup in six months, <laughs> yeah. from 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 scratch. from from inception to yeah. to taking the first, but even probably even less than six months. Oh wow, yeah. I mean, the technical challenges is to build the teams must be a challenge. Multiple challenges. Uh, One thing is just to have the right tech team in place then the right product people in place. Then Uh, you need the studio, the studio design, the concept, hiring the dealers, the dealers that can cater for that type of the player that we are trying to. Um, So also, you know, thinking of all the little things like starting from fraud, uh, the video quality, the streaming services to various parts of the world, how you can achieve that. It's, uh, it's been quite a journey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's something that, um, uh, that Todd of Evolution uh, always uh, says that, like, you know, uh, it's, it's really difficult to um, create that infrastructure that they have, for example, like the world, and that's why it's so difficult to uh, to kind of compete with evolution on a on a global scale. That it's not just like you just create a game and you launch it and whatever. It's like the infrastructure and tech and IT and so forth. Yeah, I, I think right now evolution probably it's too hard to compete with, yeah. but we feel very strong that all the others yeah. are are a fair game for us. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, and and uh, maybe it's not necessarily about like becoming the biggest. Like in in your case, it seems that you are focusing on the VIP specifically, like that is your niche. Yeah, so so the basic concept there is that yeah, we, we offer this really nice setting uh, for the for the live dealer. Mm-hmm. And and if you are a good player, uh, you actually can get access to the to the live casino mm-hmm. and you basically can play the same dealers that you're <laughs> playing in live and, and then you can play in person and then yeah. if you are of, of a certain size, then you, you can go back and, and, and you know, request the same dealer for a for a private VIP session on the yeah. on the online again, <laughs> and has Bombay Club opened already? Or no, it, it's it's in building works right now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So it's, when are you when are you planning to open it? Do you think? Um, I think the realistic plan is early next year. The, okay. the full 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 solution. It's still it's 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 in the very nice medieval part of Tallinn. Mm. Which means that there are some building regulations around it, what you can do in those medieval buildings. Right. But once it's ready, it's it's absolutely spectacular. Looking at the, at the initial videos and and, and 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 the architecture, yeah, it's it's yeah. there's a lot of thought and and. Um, 
and effort going into this. Yeah, that's super cool to hear. And if I if I know Tim right as well, there'll be maybe there'll be a poker table there. Uh, possibly, possibly, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> a good reason to come over to uh, to mm-hmm. Tallinn and other rights and gather some people and, and uh, play some poker. There. Yeah, uh, it's it's the experience is going to be special. Yeah. I think it's really cool. I mean, it's a really innovative concept to have this like hybrid version of uh, uh, connecting Bombay Studios and uh, uh, and uh, Bombay Club to mm-hmm. have that like seamless experience where you can play, uh, you can play live and then you can play in person as well, and and uh, and making that as frictionless mm-hmm. as possible. If I remember, I might be wrong here. I might <clears throat> quote you wrong here, but was it something as well that Tim mentioned about uh, you can actually play cashless in the casino too? Yes. Yeah. So it's, uh, uh, well, there is a QR code. You are you yeah. still have to do, obviously, or you, all, all the due diligence side behind it, but basically it's a QR code. You scan, you get the chips, and then when you cash in, you can cash in straight in yeah. the table to your, to your wallet. So, yeah. Yeah, which is obviously, I mean, from... Uh, from a fraud perspective, safety protecting. I mean, yes, yeah, it's safety as well. Yeah, not, exactly. yeah. not to have to handle like that amount of cash in the casino. I mean, that's gonna, <laughs> that's going to be a good thing always, of course. You know? Yeah, no, and and it's it's twenty first century. Yeah. you don't have to walk around with a with a with a with yeah. a suitcase of uh, of cash and then then put yourself in yeah. the harm's way. Yeah, it feels like a lot of the in person casinos are there's a lot of like legacy in them still that they like to do things a certain way. There was a funny story actually with um, Steve Wynn by, uh, just uh, not that long ago, uh, where they had implemented some system in the tables where uh, where the cameras were supposed to pick up. The, the, no, it was the, they had implemented a card system uh, where you, know, you, you, you put the card and it scans you and it's supposed to be able to register how much you play so that VIP players can get comp properly and stuff like that. And they move basically from uh, this um, manual system where they kind of just the, the dealer kept an eye on who are the VIP players, or they t- took notes and, and whatnot. They were having like lots of bugs with these cards, and they weren't picking up. And um, Steve Wynn, he uh, he called a meeting with the uh, uh, with the uh, with the supplier, mm-hmm. and they basically said, uh, like, listen, we've done this manually for fifty years. Like, mm-hmm. can you tell me why the hell this card system is not working? Mm-hmm. And by the way, we're not gonna pay your invoices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if you don't fix this within three months, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna go back to the way we always mm-hmm. done it manually, mm-hmm. and we're never gonna go back. You know, mm-hmm. because that's the mentality that, that they have. You know, they don't mm-hmm. trust the technology in, in a sense. But here comes you, you know, from mm-hmm. technology, mm-hmm. you know, from the online environment, bringing in like how to uh, and trusting know. Tim that he's always. Mm, a bit ahead of everybody else. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm sure when it opens, it'll be like a proper high-tech type of casino, let's see. So, so it's right now, like, what's the, um, what's the future here in general for, for OneTouch and Bombay and, and, and this thing? Like, how, how, how do you th- see things developing? You, you mentioned there, it's not like you're, you aren't aiming to become the next evolution, perhaps, but like, what, what are your aspirations in general, would you say? It's, it's actually... Um... When, when we even talked about this, it's it's actually yeah. the hardest thing to actually yeah. answer. You know, we, we all have yeah. hopes and dreams. We have a bit of a vision what we want to be, yeah. but it's 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 that road to that vision that is uh, can have a few um, bumps. Obviously, you know, yeah. like even even when when we talk about uh, COVID, you know, uh, 
being in the in the market as a supplier, mm. uh, clearly seeing that how how various operators have slowed down the integrations. How do we mm. how do we push the product out? Um, how do we distinguish ourselves? Because let's be frank, there's on average there's 10, 15 slot games uh, given to the market every single week. How do we how do we stand out in that crowd mm. uh, with with our new RNG games we do? How do we Make sure that our relationship with Bombay that that we actually deliver the the, the sort of the the physical product in line with the, with the vision of the visual product. Yeah. So all that and um, it's going to be an interesting uh, yeah. one or two years for us because. Um, yeah, I mean you're breaking ground, you know. So it's yeah. hard to say exactly where where it will be heading. I guess. We we have a few ideas, but it's yeah. it's uh, it's definitely. Um, I feel there is. There is definitely room for for a good live supplier in the market. Mm. Um, obviously, when Evolution bought NetNet, um, you know the market was made a bit uh, thinner again, and yeah. and, uh, and and there there is room there. Um, I believe that we have all the right pieces in place yeah. to provide uh, both the excellent studio experience that the VIPs want to see with in in line with a. With excellent uh, mobile experience, um, nice, discreet, casual, but, but mm-hmm. executed to perfection. Yeah. And that's something I hear at Echo the, a lot now from the operator side. It's like you know now, now they are looking at um, where does the revenue come from, and mm-hmm. you know obviously Evolution uh, taking ownership of, of both Netfront and um, uh, and Big Time Gaming and and so on and so forth. So yeah, and Red Tiger in the middle and of the that. Red Tiger as well, and and. Um, all of a sudden, as an operator, you know you have 60, 70 percent of your revenue coming from one supplier. Mm-hmm. It's not optimal, you know, for yeah. for the suppliers to be standing and falling on a um, mm-hmm. on a supplier to that extent. You know, so like you're saying, there is room for new players to emerge. Yeah, and and uh, I'm 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 a firm believer that that just developing slot games for the developing slot games is um, not the answer in mm-hmm. in these days anymore. That you you have to stand out. Yeah. You have to satisfy a need. Mm. Um, there is there is always room for for other slot providers to do very well. There, you know, we looked at the Yggdrasil's uh, play and goes. They they have some great concepts coming out. But if there is fifteen twenty games a, a week, it's it's fighting for the same players for the same slots. Yeah. And and yeah, it's it's a it's a strong fight. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, it would be super interesting to 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 follow this, uh, uh, Ragnar. And I have one final question for you today. One final. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get ready. Um, so, as an old uh, as an old uh, judo player, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I saw here as well as through my research, you mm-hmm. were third in the Estonian mm-hmm. uh, national mm-hmm. championships here some time ago. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite judo trip? Uchimata. Uchimata. Uchimata is, is that was my I was a left-handed wrestler <coughs> and a left-handed wrestler with the Uchimata it was uh, it had uh, it has taken me out of a few <laughs> tricky situations in my life. So that, okay, so that's where we know when 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 the next tricky situation come here with one touch and whatever you need that Uchimata mindset basically. Yeah, yeah. good to have. <laughs> what one big throw if you if you've been struggling for most of the match yeah. against a stronger opposition. And then all that can save is one big throw. And yeah. Uchi, Uchimata is, I'm not sure what, what um, <coughs> or bust. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Tanaya. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you mm. to have you here, and and uh, safe travels back to Estonia, by the way. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. Mm. Awesome.